Hello everyone. So today's episode is very special. It's with one of my good friend Prasha Dutra. She has a lot of similarity as me. Like we both come from India. We both are quality engineers. Uh, we both currently live in US, and uh, she also have a podcast uh, which she started in 2017, where she has interviewed around 125 women in STEM. Now STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics field. And uh, we discuss all about our childhood growing back in India. And I'm remembering my own memories, and we are discussing that. Then we discuss about her story of how she came. Came from India to US to do her higher studies, and then how she started her podcast back in 2017, and all the struggles she came through, and how she overcame those struggles. And then we speak about the importance of investing in yourself and creating this culture of learning and growth. So this. podcast episode is i i should say it's for everyone because right now she's also stepping into career coaching so it's really good for coaches entrepreneurs or it's also good for any inspiring engineers or young engineers who want to step into engineering and go in the stem field or it's also for all my friends who are engineers because i have lots of friends who are engineers who listens to my podcast and uh, uh, there's something about like this this episode itself is so special because um, this is what we are grown up like thinking as a kid in india that either you can only be a doctor or an engineer and i think we do hit upon that when i'm talking to prasha so please listen to this episode stay tuned and do share it with your friends have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself No matter what life throws at you, you are not alone. I've spent the last six years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned-out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice: give up or show up. So, how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm, completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies, and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka. This is your host Priyanka Khandalkar. I am so excited to welcome Prasha Sarvate Dutra. Prasha is a career coach, engineer and international speaker. She also has a podcast Her STEM Story that shares amazing real life stories of women in STEM. In last two years, she has interviewed around one twenty-five women in STEM and has created a community from all around the world. She loves podcasting, public speaking, coaching women in STEM, and creating valuable content to empower women. Welcome, Prasha. So honored to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine, Prasha. Uh, so excited! Like uh, we both are from same background, engineering, and uh, I know you work in in quality engineering too, and mm-hmm. same as me. So it's quite exciting, like to like talk to someone who is from the same field. We think alike, and 
and we both are like in podcast community <laughs> so it's quite uh, we are going to go into that in depth today and i'm just so excited yeah same here it's super exciting and also we have we are both marathi so that's also an interesting oh, yes, combination yeah from maharashtra state so if listener doesn't know like we both are from india and we are from the same state called maharashtra and we speak same language like marathi that comes from our region so yeah it's quite exciting how much common we have yeah, in this place here for sure yeah. <laughs> so So Prasha like tell us about how was your childhood growing up back in India. Oh yeah, it was very exciting. I think uh, we moved a lot. My parents like so my dad was from uh, Madhya Pradesh but he he is Maharashtrian. He was Maharashtrian and my mom is Punjabi. So we grew up in a very like um mixed household uh and then my mom used to work and they were both cops. So I grew up in a house wow. that was filled with like confidence and self-empowerment and you know it was just it was like really empowering growing up uh you know in india and then we moved a lot so that gave us a lot of exposure um to mm-hmm. different cities and you know just cultures and so just i think all of it was just made me really brave and um and it was a lot of fun wow. too so yeah i had a great time <laughs> that's amazing so as growing up you said you both of your parents were cop did you had any like any story mm-hmm. you can share today which was like really uh was like something yeah. which you never thought you for, and you changed after that yeah for sure i mean one of the biggest uh, center central theme of my life is that my mom was one of the first executive officers in her job so as a woman mm-hmm. executive officer so before her they didn't wow. ha- hire women so uh, my parents worked for ministry of home affairs and she was one of the first women to be hired and then she in 1984 Uh, she was one of the only women in a hun- in a batch of 100 men and so wow. she had to like two people were selected and then the other lady said i'm not going to come because she wasn't sure if the other girl would come and my mom's like she went and then 15 days later she showed up. yeah the other <laughs> lady joined too so she was the lady officer so she had a, like she commanded a lot of respect in that terms uh, in that sense and so like that was always the theme uh, of our household because um you know she she was like she is so brilliant like she climbed three glaciers in the himalayas she would take wow. women to track and you know she was just yeah great role model so lots of lots of yes, like totally. stories but wow i would love to meet her you should yeah when you're in india we should definitely get together but you know it's one of the things that i do remember really well is i i have a very unique name and my first name is uh the first initials of my great grandparents so prabhakar and sharda mm-hmm. so they took the first letters and my grandfather named his house prasha sadan and so in hindi it's mm-hmm. prasha and we spell it like prasha and both are yes. correct it's okay i don't i you know i don't mind either one yes. um wow. but uh but i remember one of my teachers i was in third grade and she said what a stupid name and wow really <laughs> and that's like, crazy yeah i was like mm, okay and so i went home and i told my dad and then i said i guess my name is stupid because the teacher said so and he's like oh what did she say i'm like yeah she said my name is stupid and so next day my mom my parents show up to school and they call me and the teacher in the principal's office and then my dad just tells the teacher like what's your name again and so she says her name and my dad says what a stupid name and she mm. just completely flushed and her face was just so white and like she was just completely mm. like grasping for air like what happened and so his whole thing was like you have to stand up for yourself and 
you know, you're not going to talk to my kids like this because even if they're in third grade, Mm -hmm. like this is going to stay with them forever. So um, like from that day on, like I've always like had a lot of like pride in my name and also what what, it's beautiful. It makes me unique, you know, so I think it's really hard because today uh, everyone's trying to like, I think I see this a lot. All of us are trying to blend in. Uh, even mm. in business and podcasts or whatever we do, we're trying to follow someone or become like someone. Uh, but in the whole thing, right. we completely forget like that we are unique. Our own unique name. Yeah. Uniqueness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. I love that. Wow. That was so empowering, Prasha, mm-hmm. to just have that story of like being empowered like from childhood and like your parents really standing for you right. and really at three year old, like really <laughs> showing grade, you those yeah. lessons. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And my daughter is two years old. And uh, it just reminded me when you told me like how your name was created. Like we created her name by joining my and my husband's name. Yeah. Like, And then, and I was like trying to find, is there a meaning of that? And it's it has a meaning. Her name is Anvika. It's actually mm-hmm. a combination of my name, Priyanka, and my husband's name, Avinash. Mm-hmm. And it means complete and... Uh, it means complete and powerful. Awesome. And I did not knew that. But it was amazing like how we can how we can teach our kids, right? Yeah. Like there are name and like there's a purpose that name was chosen for you mm-hmm. and uh, how to be that uniqueness. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. It's so important that we need to find the uniqueness in our world because we try to copy people, mm-hmm. but then it's good to copy the modeling, like modeling, like how they did it. But then we need to find our own niche, our own creation, our own uniqueness. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So tell us the story, uh, Prasha, like how, so you were like, uh, you grew up in like this amazing, beautiful family. uh, And then uh, how did you end up coming to US? And then how did you start your Her STEM Story podcast? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I I could talk about that all day. But, uh, (laughs) you know, in the interest of everyone listening, I would just say that coming to US is something which is a little bit more natural for like the middle class in India or people who've grown up in like bigger cities. So I grew up in New Delhi for the most part and then uh, moved to Jaipur and then uh, moved to Pune and, you know, so kind of had a very like big city upbringing. So it wasn't something like outrageous to think about. So Mm -hmm. I really want to mention here because you have such a, such a diverse and international audience. I feel like this is our responsibility to point out that India is not the village that you think it is. It's a really, really diverse country in itself. And, you know, we come from something like Manhattan, like we grew up in New York, right? Like it's like that. So really (laughs) big cities, really big, um, Mm -hmm. really melting pot, like really culturally food wise diverse and and so many religions and so many colors and so many, it's just incredible to grow up uh, there. And so it was really easy to think about bigger dreams. So I think, of course, one of the biggest themes in India is like Bollywood. And I was, you know, like my husband is American and he's like, what's with you guys? And just like all your (laughs) actors, like living abroad, like none of the movies start in (laughs) India. Like it's always like Switzerland and Melbourne and (laughs) Australia, you know, and America. And it's like, yeah, that's the reason we, we are so attracted to, to, to these countries because Mm. we see that growing up. So I've seen, like, I've realized that there's a big, big, um, you know, play that Bollywood has a big role in our decision making and how we like dream because they are setting, you know, they're setting that that stage for us. But yeah, so I Mm -hmm. was in Pune doing my bachelor's in chemical engineering and uh, I was in my second year that I started working on model aircraft and I would 
um, go to competitions across the country. Like I've been to all the IIT mm -hmm. technical festivals and won all the awards. Um, and then I love, <laughs> yeah. I love the IIT. I have been to the only the one in Mumbai because I'm from yeah, Mumbai. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, not, not, <laughs> I love those not, facilities. Yeah, this was in the Mudai, but this was like the tech fest they have. And I, oh, now I okay. don't even remember their names because I went to IIT Kharagpur and Kanpur and Bombay and mm -hmm. Delhi and. Uh, everywhere so like did all that and a very very multi you know very very uh, multi-passionate mm -hmm. passionate so um ended up working a lot in aerospace materials and came came to us for a competition at um at four uh, lockheed martin's facility in uh, dallas and uh, that wow. was 2011 and mm -hmm. uh won an Amazing. award by nasa and lockheed and um, Ooh, I congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that was really cool. I think that was one part of my life that I don't get to talk as much anymore uh, because, of course, I've changed my fields and stuff. But I don't mm -hmm. know. I And again, if anyone is interested in planes, they like everyone who knows airplanes should probably know Lockheed. And if you know Lockheed, then a lot yes, of people totally. know the yes. SR-71 Blackbird. So a little, little mm -hmm. quick story. Oh, yes. um, if you look at the Blackbird plane and it's actually at the Woodward Hazy Center in Washington. At the back of the tail, there is this big big logo um, of a chipmunk. Mm -hmm. And so that logo oh. is actually called uh, the Skunk Works logo. And Skunk Works was this team of um, really elite engineers at Lockheed that Lockheed actually you know, it was like a secret group of the military or whatever. And so mm -hmm. Everyone who participated at this competition that I'm talking about, which is called the SAE Aero Design, um, they gave uh, us that sticker if your plane passed like the inspection. So it was such a big moment to have that sticker yes, on totally. my plane. Wow. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I used to be a plane geek at the time and not anymore. But yeah, anyways, long story short, I came to US, couldn't stop thinking about it, uh, applied mm -hmm. uh, to three schools. Uh, UT Arlington is where Kalpana Chavla went to school. So I got mm. higher. Uh, I got the admission to go to UT Arlington in Texas um, for wow. aerospace engineering. So got to sit in her classrooms, and some teachers Ooh. had actually taught That's her. Amazing! And they have they have her um, her suit outside the classrooms. Everything is called Kalpana Chawla in that college. So it's really really cool wow. because she's from Karnal, and my mom is from Chandigarh, mm -hmm. and she went to Punjab yeah. Engineering College, which is in Chandigarh. So it was like super cool to be there um wow. and uh, but then i switched gears and went went to school for mechanical because i knew i wouldn't get a job mm -hmm. um in aerospace like it wouldn't be that easy so mm. i was determined that i really need a job like i can't come all the way here <laughs> and uh, and mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of pursue that that path so yeah so that was the long story short like i came to us and then yeah and then started actually wow. you asked me about her stem story too so that is fast forward <laughs> I don't know how many years, like five <laughs> so years. So that was 2012, right? Yeah. You came to US to study? Yes, yeah. yes. And then I got hired out of college uh, in 2014, um, okay. which was just, you know, which was my corporate job. And I moved across East Coast. So I've lived in Texas, Pennsylvania, where I live now, Providence, and then uh, went back to Texas for eight months, then came back. So traveled a lot, moved six times in six years, actually. <laughs> which was super wow. stressful. Yeah, I think that's how our <laughs> life is as an immigrant. Yeah. Like we, we moved every year into new new, new places. places. Now yeah. we live in it was a house. really tough. I think this is the only place we have stayed for a longer time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Same here. It was a little bit of a... Because even growing up, my parents had a uh, had a transferable job. So we transferred 
um, for mm-hmm. the most part, or even if we just switched homes all the time, didn't grow up in one house. Right. So it was like easy for me. It comes naturally, I think, to us. We are mm-hmm. more adaptable. Yes, and I think we are adventurous because yeah. of that. Like we just love adventure. We want to travel. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Now I'm married to someone who's from Rhode Island, and oh. yeah, he cannot. He can't even like imagine. Yes, he's like wow. I, you guys, like you guys, like travel so much. Like I know, like I have yeah. people in my work. Like I am like two, three hours from Chicago, and they're like, we have never been to Chicago. I'm like, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't even imagine that I, I was just like yeah I, he can't do it like so it's really different worlds he's grown up in the same yes, he grew up in totally. the same house and always lived mm-hmm. here has all his friends here so it's a very different life um but yeah same. So, my husband is same yeah so my husband is same too <laughs> yeah and her story kind of came from like after I got married uh I had this time where I was just like I need to do something I need to do something and I got on a radio show and they said oh, you have a radio voice. And I'm like, Mm. okay, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. And so (laughs) kind of started looking into podcasting a little bit uh, and then Mm -hmm. did a discovery call with Tony Robbins coaching. It was so funny because Mm. I feel like now it's coming like a full, like almost like a full circle. Um, And and hopefully someday I'll work with Tony Robbins. But but (laughs) I took that call. I had no money to actually hire this person. And I take the call and they Mm -hmm. just, completely changed my life and they literally just told me you know the like I was I had so much confusion like and they just clarified the yes. whole thing um and then of course I I didn't hire them but it completely changed the the course of like what happened later like in terms of okay I can start a podcast but it has to be something that I'm good at or I know about um and then in mm-hmm. hindsight I did feel passionate about it as well so so it was it was pretty cool love that <laughs> wow so uh, that's amazing. So you like a little bit, con- and I think confusions are good because mm-hmm. you are getting clarity yeah. and uh, you need to have some choices there. So I think I, I love that when that confusion comes, like like that time you really need that clarification, those tools to really clarify and really find what you really want to have. Uh, so so Prasha, like um, you started with her STEM story and looks like you, you listened to that voice. Mm-hmm. Someone told you, oh, you have a really good voice. And I think that's the key key areas when someone tells you something really pay attention to that because sometimes they are just there's the spirit guides who talks from different people and tell you like the direction and it's so important to really uh, listen to those Mm -hmm. so uh, after you started her stem story what was the goal back then when you started it (laughs) to to just just have a podcast that one person can listen to (laughs) like just one person somewhere because I was very naive and I got into it I didn't do any research I didn't have any idea I didn't even search other stem podcasts I didn't start a twitter or a facebook or nothing all I wanted to do was just record that's it and so um, my my goal was just, I hope someone listens. I hope one person listens. And I think for a whole year, wow. I only focused on, I hope one person listens. Like, that's it. Like, I didn't even care about the numbers or, you know, it, it was just about, yes. I just want to do this mm-hmm. so bad. Like, I just want to do it. And um, and that's kind of, you know, what my, my bigger goal was that I need to get these stories of women in science, mm-hmm. technology, engineering, and mathematics um, and just share them with the world. But hoping that someone will listen just one person <laughs> right and isn't this true like there are only like 20 or 30 percent women in the whole, yeah like engineering it's only 24 percent women in the u.s who work wow. in stem fields uh in stem mm-hmm. um, tracks because of course you have admin and other stuff but yes. women and and it's interesting because about 55 plus percent 
uh, women actually mm-hmm. get a STEM degree. So you have more women actually mm-hmm. going to college for STEM, uh, but only mm-hmm. 24% um, end up staying. So you have oh, a 50% yes. dropout, which is a bigger yes. issue than anything else. Right. Yeah. Because like it was like two, three years back, uh, I was working on this project with my husband. We were creating apps for student engagement mm-hmm. in engineering universities. And I was talking to different deans of engineering university in US. And that time I was really looking at that retention rate. And it was crazy to see how many people drop out after one year of engineering. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, and it's different based on different engineering fields. When, when I say 24%, yes. that's cumulative of sciences. And you have higher percent yes. in life sciences then you have lower percent in uh, tech and then lower in engineering and pretty low in math and then even in engineering you have computer science which can be between 30 25 30 35 percent and then mechanical Mm. which is still in single digits of seven eight percent really yeah wow so we are like the special ones yeah very low yeah in the u.s again (laughs) i only say the u.s yes Uh, and this is an older study we're hoping in 2020 the census would bring new new numbers yeah because we come from a background in india where all of our friends are engineers so we don't see it as like a but when we come here people like when you tell them oh we are engineers mm-hmm. they're like really engineer yeah so i have never got that response in india because everyone is engineer but there somehow <laughs> it's interesting because uh, in india the attrition is even even there like so women do drop mm. out of of engineering yes. and courses and that's mostly due to social stigma or right. after so there yes. are two places where mostly women drop out especially in the us it's one right after college and joining a, a work mm-hmm. like full-time job they will drop out or like they kind of go back to school to phd whatever like they don't want to stay in uh, corporate or you have mm-hmm. women who drop out 42 percent women actually drop out right after their first kid uh, that was a nature yes. study that i i read uh, and it was interesting wow. because you don't have support after the first kid at these places um, because mm-hmm. there are so many um there's still not enough women representing leadership so yeah Right. Totally true. True. That's amazing to know, Prasha. So um, what what advice would you give other young women thinking about a STEM path? (laughs) I would just say, I think chase your curiosity. It's really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't kill it. If your curiosity takes you to into creative careers, that's that's okay too. Um, but if your curiosity is towards STEM careers, don't don't block it because other people are not doing it or because of pressure or peer pressure from your friends. Um, it's a really interesting field. And the need of the hour is that we need you to be in these fields totally. because yes. STEM fields would have anywhere from two to nine million jobs, which will go empty if they are not filled uh, by women, you know, because we don't have enough wow. population and we, our needs are growing every day. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and if you think about it, like we need someone to cure cancer and we need someone to go take us to Mars and someone to, you know, discover all these great inventions. And so we can't do it mm-hmm. alone. So, uh, we all need your support. So please, you know, if you're cu- curious, please go and do yes, brave things. Totally. Uh, don't be afraid. And, and second of all, I think, all parents should think about their daughter's financial independence and what that means in terms of, you know, women always live longer than men. And so mm-hmm. there is no other way to it. It's just a fact of life. And so if you don't have financial independence, you're always going to depend on someone else. And I think empowerment and voice and all these rights and the way people treat 
to depends on how financially stable and and independent you are. So I wouldn't have yes. this life. I wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for my financial freedom <laughs> that I can mm-hmm. take choices and I can make choices on my own. Um, I had a house before I was 30 and it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for STEM. I married an American. It wouldn't be possible without STEM because, <laughs> you know, because I have, I have a voice, you know, my, and my voice mm-hmm. matters and I can fight the world, you know, I can ask questions and I can, I will be taken seriously. But if you, if you don't have financial independence and, and, and that stability in life, people will not take you seriously and you would have to fight for even little things like who do you want to marry, especially if you come from countries like ours. And I see that all the yes. time. I feel like yes, uh, it's really important to realize that um, STEM needs women and women need STEM equally. <laughs> totally. And and I want to add in there, like when you said about the curiosity, mm-hmm. because sometimes like when you're growing up, you just try to do the subjects which all your friends are doing yeah. because, oh, they're doing that. So let's... and. Like I grew up in an environment where I was always around scientists because my dad is an engineer, like it's engineer, scientist, doctors. So for me, it was natural to go into engineering. Mm-hmm. But I was also very curious about how things function. If I look at a truck, I will be like, oh, how is that working? Mm-hmm. And so my earliest stage of my career, every year I will change my job as I was curious about how a furniture is made. Then I was curious about how a car is made. Mm-hmm. So I moved and then I was curious about how harvesting machine is made. So I went to John Deere. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Volkswagen. So I moved a lot. But I think to really listen to that voice also, like really listen to that curiosity, like really uh, going to that really, even if you don't have examples around you who are doing it, if you have that curiosity, go and talk to someone, like get support. Like there are so many support in STEM, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot of like, of course, that's what I'm trying to do with her STEM story. There are 100 plus Mm -hmm. episodes and all the handles for the guests are in the episode notes and people can go follow them and ask them questions. And I'm also very accessible through Instagram. And, uh, you know, again, we don't want to push STEM on people. I want to be, you know, very, very open about that. But we also don't (laughs) want to kill curiosity and say, oh, this is not for girls or this is only for guys and stuff like that. So, yeah, and you'll be shocked. And I feel like... uh, Yeah, if you go on Instagram, you'll be shocked. The women that you can follow who are doing these fantastic things, like they inspire me every single Mm -hmm. day. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes, totally. And it's amazing, like uh, how as an engineer, like woman engineer, we can bring that. There's so many, uh, what do you call, characteristics we have as a woman, Mm -hmm. which we can bring in engineering. Because of course, like we all are curious, like men, women, we all are curious. But I think women brings this empathy stage empathy in their conversation and how we do things yeah and we are more intentional about how we do things and we can get projects done like there's like we are really organized yeah as a woman so I think there's so many keys we bring into engineering and we can like really take it to the next level to yeah. next uh, and we need a lot of women in leadership I totally believe that too Prasha yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about this all day. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You don't want to open that can of worms. (laughs) Yes, yes. So uh, you talk about the importance of investing in yourself, Rasha. So what are the simplest ways one can show up to invest in ourselves to create that culture of learning and growth? Oh my God, my favorite is just get an Audible subscription. If there's anything, or if you don't want to invest that, that those $14 a month, just get 
a library card. Like that's it. Like if mm-hmm. books are the cheapest way to invest in yourself and books have actually I've invested in courses and coaches and everything, but I think still the most knowledge I get is from books and um, and Audible still is my most uh, priced uh, investment and most biggest <laughs> return on investment, if it. you will, because it's so easy. You put it in your ears and you just, you know, I've, yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, Audible, I would say. <laughs> wow. Is there, uh, what is your favorite book or oh. what is the book you read the first one, which like really inspired you? <laughs> oh my God. I've Okay. I've read over 120 books in the last three years. So that's a lot of books. Wow. I read six, That's a lot of yeah, books. Yeah, that's 61 books in 2018. How do you do that? Oh, Audible. Yes. With Audible, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I did that in 2018 and my goal was 100, but I only got to 61 or 64 something like that um but i think there are many many books um all books mm-hmm. are great and i think all books are um put in your life at a time when you need it so if you know it's just it's just really really great because one book that has completely changed my life is uh, power of now by Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. and it's amazing it's a great book but it, i used to have a book, copy of it for all these years and i didn't even know and I didn't even care wow. and I didn't even read. And then <laughs> I came across it on Audible and I read it twice and I've given it to friends and family. And it has changed every mm-hmm. person that I give it to comes back to me and tells me it. I've changed my life. Wow. It's a great book. It's, yes. it's really spiritual and it makes you think mm. about the power of the present and how powerful yes. it is. And so it's it's one of my favorite However, there are many, many more favorites. So, because every book that I read is, <laughs> is my favorite. So, that's a question that yes. I ask my guests too. Actually, if you listen to her stem story, <laughs> everyone I ask and I put them on this spot. So, <laughs> so you put I me on this spot. Maybe today. I should start doing that and put that in the <laughs> show notes. Like, uh, I, you just gave me an idea. Yeah. yeah, I love the power of now. And uh, just before this call, like normally I write what is my intention is going to be in an interview, then what kind of presence I will bring. And mm-hmm. I wrote that down in a notebook and I wanted to bring the presence of like totally listening to you and really like connecting with you. Mm -hmm. And I think we are doing that. Yes, I can (laughs) feel it. Great. (laughs) Awesome, Prasha. So wherever listeners can reach out to you. Yeah, so many, many places. Uh, Of course, at Prasha underscore Dutra, D-U-T-R-A. So it's P-R-A-S-H-A underscore D-U-T-R-A on Instagram. And then her STEM story, one word, H-E-R-S-T-E-M-S-T-O-R-Y. At Herson Story on Instagram, Twitter, um, and then also if you want to reach out, reach me via email. It can be herstemstory at gmail dot com. So yeah, very easy to find. <laughs> and uh, awesome. Yeah, not a lot of people have my name, so it's easy to find me. <laughs> Great, and I will be putting that in show notes, everyone, so that you can go in and connect with Prasha as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, Prasha. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This was so great. Yeah, me too. I was, I just had too much fun. (laughs) Same here. So everyone, today we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Prasha, please do check out her website and connect with her on the social media, which I will be putting in the show notes. In future episode, we will be discussing with Prasha about her journey to start her own career coaching to others and how to find an extra hour in your day. Please, please show up by investing in yourself to become your best version. Talk to you all soon.
I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.